0: I'll tell the real story of China's leader. The lessons he learned from watching his parents lose everything and from rising through the ranks of a vicious regime. Now, he's using those lessons to control over a billion people. He's changed China, he's changed my life, and the decisions he makes affect us all. To understand what's next, you need to know where he came from. Listen to The Prince from The Economist wherever you get your podcasts.
1: You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center.
0: All right, guys. Welcome in. It is our first Wednesday episode of Mile High Insiders. I am Nick Kendall and joined by, as always, Luke Patterson. Luke, happy belated birthday, man. And congrats on another trip around the sun.
1: Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm an old man now, 31 years old, and what better gift than primetime MHI. Uh, we're home, Broncos country. You can find us on Wednesday nights, 6 p.m. Mountain. Uh, from now until forever, like Mr. Unlimited, we've been given an awesome, awesome opportunity that uh, we capitalized on because of you, Broncos country, and um, Chad Zach have been kind enough to give us a primetime spot, so it's an MHI takeover. I'm super pumped to be here, man. Uh, It's a perfect spot for the week, I feel like, because I try to get some game planning in before Friday. That article drops. I know you like to do deep dive with your analytics and film reveals as well. So I feel like we're sitting at just the beautiful slot in the week right
0: now. Yeah, Wednesday is a good time, and uh, we'll be happy to have Saturdays, you know, just a little more flexibility there. So uh, excited to be here. And let's say hello to everybody coming in right now. Um, We got Shade's coming in right now saying good evening broncos country hope everyone is having a good summer vacation so far ah man summer what a myth out here not not yet uh hopefully at some point we'll have it uh but uh no vacation here well the grind never stops but i uh, hope you're having a good summer vacation jades is your daughter on summer vacation yet luke
1: Yeah, yeah, she is. Uh, It was her first day yesterday, actually, on my birthday, and it was rainy Mm -hmm. and cold, and I know up there in uh, your neck of the woods, it's been snowy, so shades, I appreciate that. It's been a bizarre start to the summer, but hey, we'll take it. It's dry, wildfire season's coming for every state here uh, on the western part of the U.S., and we need all the moisture we can get. Shades was actually the first one in Mm MHI, waiting for the prime time debut kickoff whatever you want to call it same show different night he's Nick Kendall I'm Luke Patterson we've got Scott Kennedy on the ones and twos Jason O'Neill coming in with a very heartfelt good evening Broncos country and uh man it's so cool to see Broncos country excited about football again because this team is relevant and they're ready to make a Super Bowl run
0: yeah no I mean Tim Patrick said it today uh the Broncos team right now Super Bowl or bus baby out of Tim Patrick's mouth. You know, we sometimes I feel like you got to st- push the brakes a little bit, you know, fans get a little bit ahead of themselves, but uh, if Tim Patrick's is saying it, then uh, we want to get into it. So hi, Jason. Thank you for joining us today. Also Jason Bowen getting us kicked off here with the super chat, $10 over on YouTube. Thank you so much, Jason. Uh, Jason says, can't catch live checking in to the show, to, uh, checking in to show my support and cannot wait to tune in later. Well, Jason, Hope you had a good Memorial Day weekend. Uh, congrats again, guys, and keep up the great work. Luke, I'll see you at camp and hope your birthday was on point. Go Broncos. So thank you so much, Jason. Also, Chris Hernandez coming in saying, looking good on a Wednesday night. Absolutely. I'm rocking uh, local-ish Estes Park Brewery Rock Cut. They provided beer to my wedding, which was great. So shout out to Rock Cut if you guys are in Estes Park. Um, free That's free publicity for them. But uh, thank you so much, Chris, and thank you, Jason. I think you're muted, Luke.
1: It's like almost like, you know, in this thing, you got to undo the mute button if you want to do this sort of thing. Now, Jason, uh, Jason's been a friend since the beginning. Both Jason's shades. Um, Travis Weber, I see you in the house. Chris Hernandez has been our guy. Nick, I was doing a little little bit of research, man. I went back and watched our very first episode that we did two years ago. And I don't know yeah. if you ever do that, man. It's it's sometimes funny. It's sometimes embarrassing. It's sometimes uh-huh. revealing but, hey, we've made it. And it's because of Broncos country, man. They've they've yeah. stuck with us through thick and thin. And here we are with MHH, with our Super Chat superstars, and all of Broncos country. I'm super pumped and humbled, man.
0: Yeah, thank you guys so much. And uh, Ashley's coming in, too. Ashley's always been a big supporter of us, saying, hey, fellas, welcome to primetime. I Wednesday's a good time. It's going to be a lot of fun. i going to finally have more of that this season. Can't wait. Yeah, just like uh, just like the Broncos. I feel like we've MHI has moved into a primetime slot as well, although we've had every single time slot is a uh, primetime slot. So can't complain, but we're happy to be here on Wednesdays going forward. Uh, Jay Valentine also in here with the uh, rocking the high school photo there, I'm assuming, of uh, high school football saying, what's up? Hope you're doing well, Jay. Uh, we got Mike S. is in the house. What's up, Broncos country? Not too much. And uh, the one, the only Michael Ronquillo, uh, who's been a monster supporter uh, for this show, for all the shows. So I really want to say hello to Michael here. Hope you had a good Memorial Day weekend. Thank you for joining us. Uh, He says, good evening, Nick and Luke on the MHI pod. Welcome to your new home on Wednesday night for the Mile High Huddle podcast. Let's ride and go Broncos. He also says, good evening, Broncos country. We are Broncos country and the best fans in the NFL. Let's ride and go Broncos.
1: Mm, I absolutely love it when he says, welcome to your new home. It's it's like, yeah, it's it's the same home. We just picked it up and moved it. We put it on wheels and brought it to prime time. And it's because of Broncos country. Mike Givens weighing in. Good evening, Nick, Luke, and Scott. Welcome to Wednesday night. Go Broncos. Absolutely love it, man. Because Nick, as you know, the NFL is all about schedules and press conferences and when coordinators speak, when coaches speak, when players speak, all this kind of stuff. We're going to be right in the middle of it, in the middle of the week, man. So I can't wait to talk about and react to the breaking news. Uh, You've already got, you had Tuesday night last night and you get, you know, some double triple dipping with some Broncos for breakfast with Scott as well in the mornings. But yeah, here at Mile High Huddle, man, we've got all our bases covered.
0: Yeah, we absolutely do. Also, we got Cortez West coming in here saying, what's up, guys? What's up to you? Hope you're doing well over on Facebook. Make sure you guys are getting your Facebook stars in as well. Uh, we did not get to our Facebook goal last month, but that's okay. Uh, May is, you know, it is what it is, and uh, June's a new month. So uh, uh, make sure you guys are coming in there. We also got my guest saying, how's everyone doing tonight? Doing well. Uh, excited to be here. Excited to talk ball. Um, Kurtman coming in here also saying, uh, what section are you in in week one, Nick? I'm going. I'm trying to load it and it's having me like authenticate my ticket master. So I don't know, but I paid for like the cheapest tickets possible because they were ungodly expensive. I think it's like the most expensive ticket in the NFL world right now, that week one, Monday night game. Uh, really? but yeah. It's, it's insanely expensive, wow. uh, but it's paid it. So I got the cheapest one possible. And right now it's authenticating my, uh, my page, I guess. So I'm sitting up high on the Broncos, pretty uh, close to the 50 yard line on the Broncos side of the field. So the visitors section. So find me you'll out be,
1: there. You'll be right next to Drew Locke's family. It'll mm. be per, It'll be perfect for Broncos country, if you were wondering. Uh, Gary Leeds Palmer's coming in here, man. Another guy who's been with us right since the beginning and a super chat superstar throughout all of our shows, our entire channel. Good afternoon, Luke, Nick, and Scott. Looking forward to your take on Pro Football Focus's top three. And Nick, you actually pointed this one out to me. It, Missed my radar with the birthday and the Memorial Day weekend and Limp Biscuit and some crazy stuff in between. But uh, the Denver Broncos, they got listed three players. We're going to tease that a little bit now. Uh, they did three players from the best of every team, including your Denver Broncos. Start to guess. Throw some guesses out there. I'm sure the first one's got to be pretty obvious, right? At least for the rest of Broncos country and why we're excited. Let's see some of those guesses on the comment
0: line. Yeah, and absolutely. And I finally pulled it up. I'm in, gonna be sitting in section 310, uh, so way up there, but uh, you have a good view. Then I can write. It's like I get to watch the All 22 live, so that's great. Uh, Mark Schrader, good evening, gentlemen. Good evening to you, Mark. Hope your wife is uh, doing better and better with her uh, back injury, and uh, hopefully, you're getting better and um, supporting her as well. Thank you for coming in here. Also, Bronco Gang in the house. Let's ride. Happy Bladed Birthday! Awesome. Thanks, Greg Smith, coming in MHI prime, MHI Primetime. Let's get it. absolutely Dave from Georgia always good to see Dave from Georgia coming in here hope you're doing well Dave Dave's been one of the uh, big supporters of the channel so it's good to see you howdy Broncos country howdy to you William also in the house happy belated birthday Luke I hope everybody's sung at least birthday once on the show so far um, for for Luke and uh, we got Jason O'Neill coming in saying with the level of professionalism being exuded by Russell Wilson can we expect others on the team to adopt this no-nonsense and all-business mantra what do you think
1: about this one Luke I, I think that's an excellent question because it's something fans need to be wondering. Tim Patrick said it today, and you alluded to it earlier. It's Super Bowl or bust. If you mm-hmm. don't want to be a part of winning, then you shouldn't be here. And to me, I people are going to say I'm going to take it and spin this in a, in a hateful direction. But the guys that aren't here, Melvin Gordon, do you want to be a part of something special? I'm not saying these players are talking to you, but this new level expectation of, of being here, wanting to be here and, and be great. That is the new standard for the Denver Broncos that's being laid by Russell Wilson, this coaching staff, but it really starts with George Payton. You've got to give all the credit in the world to John Elway for hiring George Payton. Sometimes you've got to, in this life, you've got to admit what you don't know. And Elway definitely picked a great one in George Payton, at least for now, when you start to look at George Payton coming into his second year and what he's done with the Denver Broncos, which, Ownership still looming, right? So you're already getting yep. a standard of excellence being placed before there's a new owner.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, as far as the level of professionalism or professionalism, professionalism—that's how professional I am. Um, in Broncos country, the quarterback, as long as Russell does him, that's fine. I, uh, you do how fun would have 2015 or those years with the no-fly zone been if you know Aqib Tlaib was you know buttoned down straight laced et cetera, et cetera? you want those guys to be authentic to who they are as well obviously you, you there's different ways to be professional and this is a game after all so I don't think they have to each you know give the carbon copy answer of what Russell Wilson kind of does in the press conferences they don't have to mimic him completely but as long as the uh demands the expectations are all dialed up to 11 which sounds like they have been um that's enough for me
1: Uh, dialed up to 11 not 12 not that 12th man if i could take a dig there i will seattle i don't feel for you uh he's ours now get over it marcus lewis henna coming in hi broncos country much love and respect from the uk uh man broncos country in the united kingdom is just so fierce it's i can't wait to see the Broncos travel across the pond. It's cool to see NFL Europe. It gets hotter and hotter every year um, in terms of watching these big prime time. I love them morning games. I can't get enough of it, Nick. I can't wait for the Broncos to go to the
0: UK. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, Really excited to go to that week one game uh, with the Broncos coming to Seattle, obviously, but man, I would kill to go to that London game. That'd be a lot of fun. Too many commitments, not enough vacation days, too many people getting married. I'm just, that's the real, that's the reality. You too I mean, you many, guys... too
1: many, you have too many responsible friends settling down uh-huh. in life. You need to go the other direction and get some of those young hooligans that. I mean, you can go out spend whatever you wanted on beer, and yeah. you know, it didn't matter. You didn't have the mortgage, you didn't have the responsibilities. Well, now everyone's saving up that money for Russell Wilson jerseys, yeah. man. The hottest jersey in the league. It's cool to see number threes all over the world.
0: Apparently, also, uh, number two is a hard jersey to get right now, uh, though missing a lot of size for Patrick Sertan as well. So we'll get into that in a bit. But Peter Middleton, Mile High Insiders on a Wednesday, loving it. Uh, that going forward, it's good be. to see you, Peter, over there in Cambodia. Um, Roy, uh, we also got Travis coming in saying, heard Hackett took the bull by the horns and got on Wilson and the offense the other day. Yeah. It sounds like there's a lot of uh jarring going on between Hackett and Kareem Jackson. Hackett getting into the, with the offense and you know, he's not the curmudgeon kind of angry guy, but he's also loud and going to let you know how he feels. You know, he's not reserved in any sense of the word. So uh, <laughs> definitely good to hear him get on the uh, offensive bit, especially yeah. considering uh, the OTAs yesterday, uh, May 31st. Sounds like the offense had a dreadful, dreadful performance.
1: Yeah, and that's what the head coach has got to do. And it, uh, the word that is thrown around in nauseam over there is energy. Well, guess mm-hmm. what? Energy's not quiet, folks. It's loud. And sometimes it's positive and sometimes it's negative. And that's what criticism is. That's what coaching is. It doesn't need to be the old. I got to grab you by the face mask and spit in your face, yelling kind of a thing. I don't think that's Nathaniel Hackett, but I think he's going to hold guys accountable. And guess what? Russell Wilson's going to make mistakes. He's not going to make many of them, but he's going to make mistakes. And he still needs to be reminded. That's what a head coach does. Um, I don't think any of it's personal I do like to see the chippiness that tells me that there's competition among the offense and defense and um, just to reiterate kind of what we talked about in terms of Russell Wilson leadership and the new expectations Russell Wilson understands what the word respect means in that locker room on his side of the ball as well as being a team guy and a team leader, and you don't cross the defensive line. Uh, I mean, it, it's just kind of one of those those things. We've seen Broncos Russell Okung try to cross that line, getting sh- you know shut down by to Talib, and it doesn't work. This is a whole new team atmosphere. Starts mm-hmm. with the coaches, starts with GM George Payton, and it trickles down to quarterback Russell Wilson and the rest of his team.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we got a few more people we want to say to here before we start getting into the meat and potatoes. Of the episode today, Dom coming in here saying good evening, Luke, Nick and Broncos country. Just one more month for training camp Ooh. and uh, with 99 days until week one this year. Gonna be awesome. Love it. Wait. God, the anticipation is I'm ready for summer. I'm excited for summer because all the things I like to do outside. But uh, yeah, the anticipation for football is much more palpable. Uh, At least speaking personally, I probably can speak for the rest of Broncos country. There's not this. I guess sense of like dread almost like last year with Teddy Bridgewater versus drew Locke. Come on, we can all admit it. You know, we were excited for it. Some people talking themselves into it, but overall it was like, this is probably not going to work out the way best case scenario. (laughs) And now there's like legitimate hope backed on data and past experiences, uh, Super Bowls, yeah, Super Bowls, Pro Bowls—I mean,
1: yeah. it, it, the film like like so many different things. Nick, and and wow. you're exactly right. I love my job. I feel very blessed to do what I get to do and cover training camp. Uh, but. I am not going to miss uh, we're trying to pick a winner of the day between Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. That's not the story of this camp. The story is going to be authentic. It's going to come from its own. We're going to see this team transform. Hopefully, that's the expectation. But Roy Osborne, speaking of expectations, uh, man, really appreciate you guys. And you guys blow away all of our expectations with your love and support. Welcome to Wednesday night, Luke, Nick, and Scott. We appreciate you, Roy. Thank you so much. This is mhi mile high insiders he's nick kendall at nick kendall mhh yours truly at luke patterson lp if you'd like to get it scott that's at scout kennedy on twitter jeff noise is weighing in saying hello nick luke and broncos country far and wide that's the thing man in this channel already we've we've talked to um folks from different states from different countries the united kingdom cambodia i mean this is just absolutely incredible to see how wide the reach is for broncos country and that orange is bright man all over the all over the globe
0: yeah absolutely very bright i mean god hopefully we get these new jerseys coming in at some point here but uh, we'll talk about that at a later later date uh cindy coming in hello to our mile high huddle ladies of course good evening broncos country looking good boys uh Thank you very much. That's really nice of you to say, Cindy. Also uh, a notorious GLP Gary Leeds Palmer coming in saying good afternoon, Luke, Nick, and Scott looking forward to your take on PFFs top three. Absolutely. We'll get into it here. Also chase saying uh, fellow Bronco fans protect Nick at all costs from the 12s in Lumen field. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and I'm not going to do nothing. No. And also in my experience states where (laughs) a certain herb is legalized, the fans tend to be a little bit less uh, aggressive. Um, So uh, we'll see if that plays out. It's, uh, maybe there'll be some, uh, annoyance and always takes, you know, there's can be one drunk fan that makes things bad, but, uh, we'll see what happens. And also seeing the news now, uh, Marion Barber, the third passed oh. away, uh, found in his apartment, 38 years old. Um, so, uh, the wow. cause of death is unknown, but, uh, RIP to Marion Barber. I remember him at uh, Minnesota, the golden Gophers, a really good running back there. And uh was a really good running back a couple of times in uh, fantasy football, kind of a touchdown vulture of sorts, but uh tragic 38 years old, uh, 38 years young um, found dead in his hotel. So, uh, or his, in his apartment. So, rough that's
1: that's tough man yeah that's you get some really really tough do- Ray Liotta the other day Goodfellas one of my favorite yeah. movies of all time and yeah. actors and stuff you know I love movies but sports figures I get a little more attached to I don't know why it's yeah. just some sort of weird preference but man some of these speaking of, of dedications how about the John Madden covers mm-hmm. today getting released on Madden that's absolutely uh just awesome just like our guy seth seth haswell coming in with i love this pod we love you seth and we love broncos country and all the support you guys give us um not only your donations but your time time is the most valuable thing that we have in this life and to talk broncos with you nick scott our rest of our mhh crew is truly a privilege Sunny days is in the house saying guys i'm getting married next week sunny days is nick invited to the wedding because I need to find Saturday coverage. Scott, are you going to be with or
0: Wednesday coverage?
1: We got to find Wednesday coverage next week, Scott. So let me know because sunny days has a wedding going on. Congratulations.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Congrats. Sunny days. That's awesome. And, um, one of our own just had a wedding too. Yep. Lance just got married this last weekend. So, uh, love is in the air. Also Marcus, speaking of love, uh, Marcus Lewis Henna coming in and saying, so pleased that you guys gave some love and respect John Elway for bringing Peyton on board. Go MHH. Yeah. It's, um, kind of having perspective. I, you guys probably know this, but I do a show Wednesday mornings with Scott, uh, called forging the Falcons where we talk mainly Falcons, but we do a lot of draft stuff and just gen- and general NFL stuff there as well. And George Peyton had the, benefit of coming into a team that had a lot of draft picks um, and also re- really, really healthy cap um where the Falcons, the other hand, cap is horrible. Didn't have an extra, a plethora of draft picks or anything. So they're having to take their medicine right now to get that cap healthy. So that way they can put themselves in a situation that George Payton walked into. So while the end of John Elway's era was as general manager was unfortunate no doubt. And it's always going to be remembered at the end as I couldn't figure out that quarterback post Peyton Manning. He did set up this team very nicely for George Payton to come in and make moves right away. And he really has. So uh, it's all part of the puzzle. It's all part of it.
1: Speaking of the puzzle, a missing piece of the puzzle might be found with you at the game. Kurtman03 coming in saying the girlfriend and I will be sitting in section 114. Found a screaming deal. Had to do it. Love to buy you a beer. Uh, Nick loves beer. And I drink beer too. If anyone wants to come to Bronco Land, like John Elway once called it, can't believe he did that. It's the only thing I really, really miss about John Elway pressers is some of the Elway isms, if you will. You know how many feet are in a mile high. I'd like to thank John Elway. I mean, some of the best quotes have come from John Elway, but obviously the championships and you know some of the the poking of the of the Elway and the jokes and the scooter. I mean, how great was the scooter in that last series to see Elway scooting down the hallway? And congrats, I guess, to the Denver Broncos digital team. We've got friends over there in Broncos PR that are nominated for some awards right now among the NFL for those social media and video and digital platform videos. So good luck to the Denver Broncos and some new intern named Russell Wilson.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Those were fun. (laughs) I do got to say, though, man, Chargers social media team. They, they probably are one of the best. So I want to give them a little what? It, it, it that anime stuff. Oh, that was, so good. Also, was the, that also was the, the, you into that. You like that? I am not really a big anime guy. I don't, okay. Know, discredit right. against it, but I thought it was, they literally desecrated every single team in the background. Like the Jacksonville Jaguars sitting there slumped in the same outfit as urban Meyer and the <laughs> half, was, half yeah. hearts like good. 20. Oh God. They just killed every team. I mean, the Bronco stadium was on fire after the fire that happened in, uh, in power field i mean just i mean too much it was way too on the nose way too clever um so god i, I want to hate the chargers but it's like philip rivers it's like he makes me laugh I, I hate him but like damn it
1: well and then um, i i think i saw a quick thing the other day saying too they're the only team that doesn't have a player arrested within the last half a decade and i'm like oh well you could always hang your hat on that i guess i mean <laughs> let's see if they well, give out rings and trophies for they're that. in la they're in la now it's only been a couple of years give them time Give him time, but Nick, uh, Nick's out with the mic. So I'm gonna show some love to C Patrick Havner. We we really appreciate you, C Patrick. Thank you for joining us on Facebook, guys. Uh, if you're on Facebook, go ahead and uh make sure you show us some support, show us some love, give us a like, a thumbs up, subscribe wherever you get these podcasts, just viewing and and giving us some of your time is the most important thing. Just like our guy, Phil McLaughlin saying, Holy mackerel, Luke, Nick, and Scott on Wednesday. Great to see. Welcome. Let's ride.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Good to see it, Phil. Thank you so much for the support. Uh, Travis come in and saying with this being June, I think June's a myth. It's still March in my opinion out here, but do you guys see Denver bringing any last minute free agents? Hmm. You're probably not going to see that until closer to camp, and that's if an injury happens or an obvious hole becomes available or a guy that they really like when teams are cutting down from 90 to, what is it, 55, 53, that's when you'll see a move happen. But I don't think you're going to see anything besides, you know, very bottom end of the roster guys kind of shuffling um, up until that point.
1: I'd be curious to look at the pass rushing position, maybe defensive end. Nick, that's something you and I have talked about, maybe getting an aging pass rusher in the mix. Found out today that Baron Browning is once again being shuffled around and it's going to be a pass rusher. Um, We'll see if that's just for this year, if that's long term, not quite sure. But uh, I, I think that they need some help with the pass rushing position. You look at Bradley Chubb, who has failed to stay healthy, Malik Reed, The expectation for him isn't that high, if we're going to be honest, going based off of his past performances. He's a nice player, but probably just another guy. You look at Nick Benito, who George Payton can't say enough about other than he needs to get in the weight room as a second-round rookie. And then you've got Jonathan Cooper with the finger injury, Randy Gregory with the elbow. Man, we got a lot of banged-up pass rushers. Our best one, Thomas Hall, said it on on this pod last Saturday – he said, our best pass rusher is gone. And it was Von Miller from last year. So I think the pass rusher position could use a little bit of help. You're looking at aging guys, right? You're looking at a JPP out there at age 33. Uh, Clayus Campbell got picked up. We were both on him really, really early, but there was no way that he was going to leave Baltimore. Didn't he get resigned yep. by the Ravens?
0: He'd... Yeah. Yeah. Three names that stick out to me off the top of my head that I do not believe are signed yet. Uh, Trey Flowers is a name that's interesting to me. Uh, Carlos Dunlap is another one. And uh, maybe even a Melvin Ingram. But with the whole Baron Browning stuff going on right now, I'm not sure if the edge spot is as big of a need as uh, we thought, because now you added Nick Benito since we've had that conversation pretty consistently. And it sounds like Baron Browning's fully transitioning to that outside linebacker edge spot. So uh, we'll see if that holds. But uh, going to be interesting. Darian giving me a dig saying I'm convinced Nick's favorite team is the Chargers. It I is because Justin
1: Herbert's his favorite quarterback ever. This is
0: spot on Darian, spot on. <laughs> I, uh, I do like Herbert, um, but uh, too. zero chargers propaganda, or I guess a lot of Chargers propaganda, zero <laughs> chargers uh, paraphernalia yeah. is the word I'm looking for. No, I, we- I feel indifferent to the chargers themselves other than they, they really did San Diego dirty and their ownership group there. So um, that kind of ticks me off because um, yeah. that was a, fan base and that maybe not a big one but it's not their fault that qualcomm was falling apart right. but uh, the
1: Sp- uh who's the what's the last name i think
0: it's the spanos is it yeah. the
1: spanos yeah. yeah they don't have a good reputation in the nfl no. you know and that that is too bad but They've got a revival. I hear you, Darian, but it, it is a time. It's past time that we put a little respect on the Chargers name just because Justin Herbert, man, they got themselves a quarterback. They got themselves a coach. I get he made a fatal error again, like that Raiders game last year. But rookie yeah. head coaches make dumb mistakes. Sometimes veteran head coaches make dumb mistakes. So we'll have to see how it shakes out. But in this AFC West expect the chargers to, to put up more than just a fight the broncos have to have to bring it and i'm looking forward to figuring out and, and trying to see who's 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 the underdog in these games what the spread looks like i mean i think these are going to be really really
0: close games here in 2022 yeah and uh i want to just pivot back to that real quick i don't think the chargers should get any respect um but we can project them to be a very good team this year, but respect is earned and they have not earned Leah? We can talk about how great they are on paper, but until they prove it, you know, we're just projecting and that's, you know, putting on that hat is totally different than uh, what's actually happened. So uh, we'll see how it plays out with them this year. On paper, they look great, but uh, let's maybe Brandon Staley is not a good head coach. Maybe Justin Herbert regresses. You know, we'll we'll see. Um, but on paper, they look really good. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Benjamin Flores coming in and saying, "What's up, fellas? Go Broncos! Good to see ya." Roy also with the question, saying, "Who would you guys like to see as the owner amongst the top four runners at this time?" I mean. I don't really have a strong opinion on that. I don't know any of them personally. Um, all of them probably have some shady dealings. Uh, Walton, if you want to hit me on Venmo, that's great. Uh, but uh, I guess I, I want Walton just because he has the biggest checkbook. And I think yep. he's going to invest in the coolest facilities, not just for the team, but also for the fan base, make a uh, Broncos country. It doesn't have to be Jerry world, so to speak, but you know, kind of a destination where people want to come just to experience the stadium. And uh, that would be amazing for Denver. Also the, uh, you could really do a lot around the stadium with fan events and whatnot. So I guess right now I lean Walton. I don't have a very strong opinion on. I'm just ready for it. This to all come to a conclusion so we can stop talking about uh, the ownership questions going forward.
1: Yeah. Our guy, Mike Liss said today, I think in a tweet that June mid June is kind of the target. I know they've got a second bid deadline by Monday. I believe yeah. I'm going to go with Walton as well, man. He's got the biggest, the biggest pockets, you got to love it as a fan base because not only is he going to invest in your team, the stadium, but the revenue that's going to come with him, some jobs, some some local businesses, small businesses, merchants that have been struggling uh, in the past two, three years in this economy. I, I just really feel like that's destined to change i don't think it's going to be an overnight change but uh i would really like to see it i think it would mean a new stadium by the airport which i wouldn't be thrilled would be a longer drive for me but it's weird out there you can't i mean you can see the mountains but i just don't like it out there i'm the dia conspiracy guy you know that's me uh so i don't like it out there but i don't know i i think you got to go with the guy with the biggest money and when it comes to walton no one else can play in his in his pool i mean he's the 19th richest human being on the planet um i just want to see it get resolved but i'm kind of happy to see that it's not dominating the conversation or what they're doing over there at ucl training center uh travis asking will walton roll back prices on tickets not likely with russell wilson being here and these high-powered names and um some of these stories that we're starting to see unfold i don't think you're going to see a lot of no shows like last season nick (laughs)
0: Yeah, no, probably not. Uh, but that's that's OK. So uh, Travis coming in saying, uh, <laughs> will Walton roll back ticket prices? LOL. Um, heck, yeah. no, I thought, no, he won't. But it's just a you know, rolling back prices for uh, for yeah. Walmart. I, you know, who knows? They're actually shutting down the Walmart in uh, Bellevue, Washington, because just uh, too many, I guess, high tail or high retail buyers out there so that's what Belle, Bellviews where like Bill Gates and all them have uh properties and whatnot so Greg Smith coming in saying i agree with you Nick let's just get this ownership business out of the way exactly and we got Dante Jones saying go bucks all right um no no food Dante food? no
1: this isn't no interesting right the Buccaneers no. though they're they've got a lot of cool storylines this year Tom Brady did they start the golf thing I uh, I see that they're chirping back and forth Mahomes and uh and Allen versus Rogers and Brady. Did they start that the match or whatever they want to call it?
0: Yeah, I think uh, with Josh Allen and Tom Brady, I think so. I've not watched a single one of those. I, I love Peyton Manning. I'm not a golfer. This doesn't do it for me. Watching me golf either. sounds horrid.
1: <laughs> Unless it's Happy Gilmore, I'm probably out. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's coming right back saying, wish we played y'all boys. It may be. Hey man, maybe there's got to be an AFC and an NFC. How great would it be to see Russell Wilson and Tom Brady? You know, that keeps Russ up at night. Dante knows Tom that. Brady.
0: Yeah. Tom Brady throwing an interception at the goal line. That's, oh. That would be amazing. Let's sign up for that one. So, uh, <laughs> you guys won one recently, Dante. So it's all good. Uh, so uh, let's get into it. Pro Football Focus yep. recently had uh, every NFL team's top three players in the league right now. and. Uh, they say uh, listing top three players on all 30 tunes isn't an all encompassing measure of where a franchise stands. As we see every season, injuries play a factor and depth matters. However, this exercise does give a snap- snapshot of the players that each roster is building around. And in some cases, it serves as a wake up call that some teams need to find some building blocks. So uh, let's get right into it here in chat. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, Let's get some calls out there. Who do we think that uh, the Broncos' top three players are? I saw somebody listed earlier. the a- The actual three. Brandon um, but,
1: McManus uh, at number one.
0: Yes, let's do that. Would be a great one. Uh, <laughs> no uh no long snapper Meyer. is he still here i don't even know it,
1: right we start going down the special teams list no i think for me you got to start looking at difference makers and it's the biggest elephant in the room and he's the shortest guy in the room it's russell wilson um he's got it I, we know who's on this list we all know russell wilson's on this list all right let's yeah. just we could stop that charade but deservingly so now I think it's interesting in the graphic, if you go over to Pro Football Focus that Nick sent to me this morning, it says the players, but it also says their experience. And I think that's really revealing when you see the other two names, especially the third name for me on this list. But Russell Wilson, I mean, a guy that hasn't even taken a regular season snap is already picked out as your best player. One of your top three that changes things overnight yeah. for you. It shows you it's more than just on paper. I get that these are rankings, but this is real. You lucked out, you hit lightning and struck twice. Yeah. You got Peyton Manning, then you got Russell Wilson, but you had to go through hell to get him. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1,000 savings plan deposit for sixth through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org
0: register.
2: Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solvers paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at
0: northerntool.com. Yeah. Yeah, it was... was We'll look back and laugh on it. I hope, uh, but uh, we have uh, Dave from Georgia coming in with a ten dollars super. Thank you so much, Dave. We appreciate you and uh, good to see you here tonight on Mile High Insiders on Wednesday night. Now and going forward, Thanks, Dave. Uh, Dave says Deshaun Watson has tw- a twenty third accusation or has his twenty third accusation and apparently a twenty fourth one waiting in the wings. Broncos dodged a bullet, not biting on him. The Broncos definitely did their due diligence on him before mm-hmm. all this stuff came out. They were very interested in obtaining him. And uh after this all came out, it's I was told that they went cold turkey on that. That's from a Broncos source. So, you know, obviously the Broncos want to paint themselves in a direction. I'm sure they called just to, to take temperature on the market. Uh, but my understanding is they had some people in the front office and operations side of things that said that if the Broncos traded for Deshaun Watson, they were going to, you know, turn in their papers and be like, I'm done here. So uh I'm happy the Broncos not bringing him in as well. I'm happy that for personal speaking, I mean, we can put the football aside. I mean, Russell Wilson versus Deshaun Watson versus Aaron Rodgers. Um, De- Russell Wilson comes out head and shoulders above all those guys. So uh happy about that and uh definitely happy with uh, Russell Wilson going forward. Hopefully he ends up being the best quarterback of those guys going forward as well.
1: Yeah, my dad was talking to me about this last night and I and we were got on the conversation about Deshaun Watson and I wonder about the deal made with Houston and Cleveland. If there was like some sort of assurance or insurance policies in there, if this somehow came back, would it bite Cleveland in the butt or would Houston have to ultimately grin and bear it? I think that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But um, I wonder what's going to happen with Baker. I mean, he's Seattle seemed like a logical place, but P Carroll's saying, no, I don't want him. P Carroll's just head over heels with drew Locke and uh geno smith up there but yeah it's it's weird i'm glad that we don't have to deal with that that's a really messy situation that we never want to talk about get into or have to have happen in the first place i mean this is these these people are human beings and we've got to be good to each other and you've got a good one with russell wilson i mean he wasn't even introduced to broncos country and the guys visiting children's hospital with his wife sierra i mean that wasn't planned for camera crews or stuff like that. He doesn't, I get it. He likes the cameras. You know, when he brings his own cameras, he makes that yeah. sure. But I, I think this guy's real. I really do.
0: Yeah. And I think I mentioned this on the couple Saturdays ago, and we were together on our last Saturday of uh, Mile High Insiders together, where I was uh, doing a boat party um, for a friend's birthday, <laughs> and uh, we were floating on uh, Lake Washington. And uh, we sailed right by Russell Wilson and Sierra's old house and uh, the boat captain went on and on about, man, he's going to miss Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson used to come out and like throw footballs at the boat and like wave at the people and just like real authentic, like always had time for everybody. So uh, obviously uh, their loss is our game and we should be excited about that. (laughs) I really hope they don't boo him week one, but uh, they might. I I think if uh, if there is a if you hope they boo him.
1: Yeah, I hope they boo him. I want him to get pissed off. I want him. He's out there and he's saying all the right things because he does love that fan base. How could you not? You won a Super Bowl with him. You played longer there than you will play here in Denver. I hate to say it, Um, but. I want him to get mad when he's out there saying it's just a ball game. It's just ball. No, it's not. This is this game was scheduled for a reason in prime time Monday night. You're going for a reason, Nick. And it's not because it's just a regular game. It's the first game of Russell Wilson's career as a Denver Bronco. And it's against his old team, the
0: Seattle Seahawks. Come on now. It's not just another game. No, not at all. You just don't want him to be too amped. I mean, to, on the other end of the, or the other end of the spectrum, you talk about uh, coming home and getting amped and coming back. But Peyton Manning lost every game in Denver when he went back to Indianapolis, and he did not weird. play very
1: well. Good point.
0: So uh, I do why? Want to rather...
1: Why was that? Why was it? I, I, was he cursed? I mean, did. Did uh, that owner over there, who, who Ursay, did he put the drunken curse on Manning? Or what happened? Because I just – you're right. that It was yeah. one of those weird set of circumstances where Manning enjoyed historical championship success but could never beat his original team.
0: Uh, Andrew Luck was a hell of a quarterback, had some incredible games against them. And uh, those Broncos teams, specifically uh, 2013 and 2014, were built on Peyton Manning. Um, pretty – not amazing rosters had some pretty significant weaknesses on their roster. Where I actually think this Broncos roster this season is maybe better, more rounded than that 2013 team and that 2014 team. Now, granted, Peyton Manning was incredible, like God mode those seasons, so he helped cover up for that. And uh, if Russell Wilson can play that level uh, this season, we're talking about being Super Bowl favorites, <laughs> let alone uh, contenders. But uh, yeah, we'll see if we can get there. I mean, that's what our guy.
1: That's what our guy Michael Thornsbury's saying. He's like, dude, yeah. I feel it in my bones. I see a fourth Super Bowl under Russell Wilson. You give me goosebumps, Michael. I like that is I do too. And the players are saying it. They're putting it pen on paper, pretty much. I mean, we both write about it, Nick. We get the quotes from yeah. Broncos PR. When Tim Patrick's out there saying it's Super Bowl or bust, if you don't like winning, don't like work, don't be here. Um yeah. Man, that is that's a bold statement because you got to follow through on that. Uh Russell Wilson started issuing statements while he was in an Armani suit, and he's out here trying to back up every one of those statements. And I actually like to see a little bit of struggle. I know that we we referenced it earlier, and obviously we're referencing Russell Wilson as the first player named as uh top three or best players in on each every uh on each nfl team the top three players russell wilson's coming in at number one but i like that he struggled i like that he had a bad day that's how you learn that's also how your defense gets better it doesn't mean there's something wrong with russell wilson when you see justin simmons patrick sertan picking off interceptions man i'm first my first question is who threw the ball because i want to know is it was it russ what did you get him did you get russ or uh, those sort of things are learning opportunities and nathaniel hackett talks about it at nauseum.
0: yeah no, absolutely. They, uh, hopefully they'll learn from that. We got a big one coming in here. Thank you so much, Michael, for the, um, uh, the question, a uh, Porter coming in $20. Thank you so much. Flash and orange on the screen. We love to see it. Oh, thank you. Uh, he says, Hey guys, call this a little crazy, but I see Russell Wilson connecting with Tim Patrick a lot this season. I'm seeing 65 receptions, 1000 plus receiving yards, eight touchdowns for the kid. I think we might see a little bit of DK in him thoughts. I mean, I'm all about it. I am. Um, it's so hard. And the reason that like, if Vegas has numbers on this, they always account for the injury possibility. So the numbers are always tend to be a little bit lower. This is assuming that Tim Patrick is healthy and playing the whole season. I definitely think it's possible. I think Tim Patrick could be a big time player this season, but the Broncos have so many weapons that I think it might be a situation where it's the opposite of uh, the Packers with Devontae Adams going to be spreading the love. Maybe nobody gets 1000 yards this year, but you have four guys with 800 or you have five guys with 750, you know, that kind of thing. Cause uh, I don't know if you caught it on the Javante Williams, uh, conversation as well, but he said, we're, we're going to be a big part of the passing game as receivers as well. Uh, And we talked about that, I think you're and I at last episode as well, talking about how much the Packers utilize their uh, running, running backs, backs as pass catchers as well, just from a volume perspective. So, um, definitely could happen. And, uh, hopefully this doesn't, the 65, 1,000 in a touchdowns, uh, doesn't happen because injuries happen to the Broncos receiving core. You want them to have options. so They can attack weaknesses and game plan week by week. Uh, but I don't think you're crazy. I just, uh, probably would bet on the, the under on that right now. And that's not a disrespect to Tim Patrick. It's more about just how many weapons the Broncos have.
1: Yeah. D Porter. I absolutely love this man. He was my go-to guy a couple of weeks ago when we did a Saturday show, Nick, um, Mm -hmm. you you went Cortland Sutton. I went Tim Patrick and that's neither one of us are going to be arguing with the other. if, Turns out the other one was right because that means success yeah. for the Broncos. This That's the way these receivers are looking at it. They don't want to be selfish, but that's a competitive room, and that's a competitive man in Tim Patrick. Undrafted guys, they're always com- competitive, and he's sitting there at the very top right now. I think he's old faithful. In terms of DK in him, I don't see that freak athlete that you do like – dk metcalf and what are you doing drinking the strawberry nesquik that grosses me out that commercial by the way yeah do you like strawberry nesquik did you remember that growing yeah dude.
0: i don't think i had it dude was it was ho- this guy
1: it was horrible yeah it was horrible but tim patrick man he's he's gonna be legit I, the stats are tough like nick said but yeah. I, I i'm riding with you deep porter let's do it um Availability is also a good one. I think Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton have done a decent job when one's available, the other one's not. So they've been able to kind of fill those roles. If both of them are out, then I think the Broncos are kind of in trouble because you need that big body wide receiver. Uh GLP coming back in the house. Gary Leeds Palmer. I am loving it. Good stuff, guys. The juice is flowing.
0: What juice is flowing? The juicy juice. Is that what we're just talking about? I used to love that. Uh Nesquik. <laughs> Ugh, tastes like chalk. Not yes. for me. Um not for me <laughs> it, yeah
1: it tastes like chalk let's uh let's get the bronco gang and we got to reveal guys broncos country let us know we got two more broncos who do you think the top three of the denver broncos are russell wilson already named sh- shocker as quarterback at the number one spot bronco gang coming in saying the excitement around this team is truly amazing i hope yeah. our defense mirrors our offense imagine iron sharpens iron if the defense lives up to the offensive hype Broncos football is back and Bronco gang you 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 have a really good point there something Thomas Hall and Nick you reminded me too sometimes I forget Dom Capers is working for the Denver Broncos this defense is gonna look hot man I am super excited I know you as soon as Ivorow was named DC you're like Luke gotta let me know if you get a chance to ask a question we gotta know what he's doing with the defensive line we gotta know what he's doing with his gaps we can't wait to see what the defense is going to look like because the expectations are very high for them as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's will be a lot of fun. Um, Broncos football is back. I just want to see what it all looks like. I mean, Tim Patrick said today or somebody mentioned today that uh, this offense has kind of never been together before. It's it's all new because of their kind of mishmashing what Russell Wilson wants to do and what Nathaniel Hackett wants to do. So uh, that just adds a level of, Unknown uh, to the equation, so we kind of want to see what it looks like, but definitely. Ceiling Tim Patrick said it: Super Bowl or bust today. Yeah. Uh, Mike Gibbons saying just for moving to Wednesday. Thank you so much, Mike. Nineteen ninety nine. We appreciate the heck out of you. Uh, you're great, and uh, thank you so much for the support and uh, all you guys have been coming in tonight. It's been great. Um, and we have a couple uh, thoughts coming in here. We have a uh, next name here from Joseph Torillo coming in saying the other Broncos guy. He's Russell Wilson's obviously number one. Patrick Sertan, yes. Patrick Satan is number two. Um, He's, seems like an obvious one for me. He's actually the third player listed here, but uh, if we were doing a redraft of the Broncos players are drafting our favorites this year, the most valuable ones and taking Russell Wilson off the table, because duh, he's the quarterback. Um, Pat, uh, Patrick Sertan, the second would be my first pick. He's going to be 22 years old. He was incredible last season, despite the Broncos having an anemic pass rush. Other teams just pretty much went into a uh, water boy football in the uh, bourbon bowl where they're kneeling it, and <laughs> it rather than trying to test the defense. That's Mud uh, dog
1: football, baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Remember when Bobby Boucher – no, I don't want to do it. Uh, but, uh no, for sure, Patrick Jotan is way up there. I'm really excited to see what he can do this year. Um, I think people are talking about him being a top 10 cornerback. I think we might be talking top five, top yeah. three by the end of the season. I really – he. I went back and watched some of his games. He is so good. Like, it's it's shocking Dude. how good he is for 21.
1: I didn't think he was going – no one thought he was going to be that good. I don't think uh, – George Payton, maybe. I mean, you know, yeah. I was banging the table for him and Micah Parsons very early on. That's how I am. I'm a defensive guy. I just, I scream over the moon about linebackers. I want to draft places they shouldn't be drafted. Um, but no, Pat Sertan is so special. So yeah. special. You hear the Champ Bailey comparisons. I hear it. I know we hate to do that, but he's taller than Champ. I think a little lengthier. Um, It's, I don't want to speak ill of a hall of famer, man, but to see Pat Sertan on that trajectory with, I feel the modern tools that a corner needs. I mean, you don't see tall physical corners that can run. Um, He can play every position on that defensive backfield. Really, really special. But speaking of special, I wanted to give Marty, Marty Smith, a shout out here saying, congrats to my favorite host of MHH. I watch every day from Pennsylvania. Uh, Appreciate you watching. Appreciate you supporting us. Be sure to support all of our shows. Um, We're taking over man it's the coolest thing you got broncos for breakfast with scott kennedy and nick kendall uh kim is back doing her thing on beck and the broncos on on thursday mornings i think friday is legends of mile high you got the with thomas hall you got the huddle up boys building the broncos and the dove valley deep divers you do still have kelberman's corner that will be coming back the trickle zone i think i got it all uh Broncos the Broncos book club I think I, I think I got it all Chad in one go without the banners uh but we appreciate you thank you so much for all the support Marty and um it's cool seeing so much support from folks that have been with us since the beginning just like Mike S who's our resident Alabama Crimson Tide fan and uh Mike I was thinking about you today and Mike says, congrats to his favorite host on so getting the primetime slot. Uh, Mike, I was thinking about you today when they were talking about Kareem Jackson and Patrick Chetan and talking coverages. And Kareem Jackson was just praising PS2, saying it's shocking how how he can pick up things not only on the field but in the classroom and and he's able to take some advice and he's given some of the veterans some advice here and there too and it's just that next level stuff that gets me so geeked up and a couple alabama guys for you mike how could you not be pumped about that you've got alabama crimson tide guys all over this roster
0: ah man well hopefully uh Man, I'm really excited for uh, Alabama versus Texas A&M this year. They should let Nick Saban and a Jimbo Fisher duke it out first <laughs> just for, for <laughs> halftime. That'd be great. Um, and the final guy here, a lot of people have said it in here, the f- final one listed as the Broncos' top three players, Justin Simmons entering his seventh season. And this is what Pro Football Focus wrote about this. He said... Uh, Wilson is the quarterback that the Broncos have been looking for since Peyton Manning, and they paid a hefty price to bring him in from Seattle. He's coming off of a down year, but a lot of that can be explained away by his midseason injury. Wilson earned a 90.3 PFF grade before going down with that injury in week five, which was the second highest grade of any quarterback up to that point, compared to 61.4 PFF grade 22nd after returning week 10. Sertan looked more like a veteran than a rookie last season in Denver. He rarely got beat down the field, allowing just one reception into his coverage on 14 targets, 20 plus yards down the field. Uh, He and Simmons give Denver a nice duo to build around in a very talented secondary. So, uh, yep, absolutely. Um, Any snubs here uh, that you are interested Mm. in uh, to discuss here? We have the interest from, uh, they also do list two players as uh, also considered. So I want to hear who you think here.
1: Yeah. Um, man you know me i love running backs and linebackers baby that's how i am so i'm with the folks that are talking about pookie i think he gives a toughness to your game that was much needed last year and it's going to carry through this year those expectations for russell wilson and protect for russell wilson and his protection and what he can bring in the past game are there no doubt no question but Russell Wilson can't help you run the ball. Javante Williams can't. And I think this team is going to be very excited about Mike Boone. I think Broncos country is going to – I know you like him, Nick. I think they're going to get to know this guy over the summer, and they're going to be very excited. And Melvin Gordon, I know you're working out away from the season – or away from the facility, man, and you need to, but – Mike Boone is in-house, baby, and he's looking good. So I like Pookie a lot. I would have thrown him in there and had no problem with a wide receiver as well. Cortland Sutton has taken to this leadership role very, very well. It's cool to see what him and Zach Azani have done together as men.
0: Yeah, no, it'll be exciting to see that. Uh, we have uh, so both the other guys listed here. So we had one offensive player and two defensive players. They're listed as the Broncos most valuable players. Um, Both guys that were honorable mention both on the offensive side of the ball. Neither of them are running back. So uh, I'll give you another chance. Luke Uh, most valuable and important players for the Broncos
1: Uh, for the Broncos. They're going to go left tackle. Franchise, 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 man. You get a franchise quarterback. What does that mean? You got to protect him, especially in this AFC West where you've got pass rushers galore. You've already got some rookie out there in Kansas City popping his gums off about sacking the little man out here. We'll see. Uh, Garrett Bowles doesn't like that bulletin material. Uh, I love his competition saying he's fighting for his job as well. Um, Garrett Bowles, uh, his position is so important on this team. He's no longer the joke. He's no longer a punchline.
0: He's a a, a solid member of this team, man. And, and I like it. I'm happy for him. Do you think that he's going to be able to return to his 2020 level of play, or is it going to be kind of what it was last year where it was fine? It wasn't the level of 2020 play, but definitely, you know, top 10, 12 left tackle play and top 20 offensive tackle play overall.
1: Top 20 overall for me, I think you're going to see a little bit of a regression just as he ages, and that's not necessarily due to his NFL career. You have to think about it. His actual age, he came into the league as a very uh, older player. Um, He doesn't have a ton of banged up injuries or anything like that, but you see younger pass rushers coming out with that bend. What does Russell Wilson like to do? He likes to extend plays. So his offensive line, they either have to let him let the defender go at a certain point, or you got to try to get away with some holding. And that's been Garrett Bowles' kryptonite is that that nasty hold. So I think you are going to get some of those holding calls. The refs know about it. Um I don't blame him, I guess, if that happens, because I would rather him get the holding call than Russ Wilson just get absolutely demolished like he did last year. But I could see some natural regression. Nothing significant. I still expect him to be top 20, but top 15 would be great.
0: Yeah, uh, that would be amazing. And that would really help solidify the Broncos offensive line. They That offensive line needs some consistency. And uh, Garrett Bowles returning back to his 2020 form where he earned that big contract would be big. Uh, the final guy here listed for the Broncos honorable mention, Cortland Sutton. Uh, we were talking Tim Patrick earlier, being the number one wide receiver Bite my tongue. Cause I want to circle back around this. I think Cortland Sutton last year with the very conservative play of Teddy Bridgewater and the half field ability of drew Locke and the offense of Pat, Pat Shermer and coming off that ACL and MCL injury. I think Cortland Sutton set to explode this year. He's the guy who I am buying stock on right now. I think he fits this offense. Well, um, I think there's going to be a lot of, you know, go up and get it situations with Russell Wilson down the field. People think when it comes to wide receivers and a deep threat, that speed is typically what matters. And it can be, but sometimes you want guys who are big bodied and can then win a, um, above the rim, so to speak. And that's what Cortland Sutton brings and no other player on this Broncos roster, I think has the same ability, uh, aerial acrobatics, et cetera, that Cortland Sutton has. So Sutton's listed as the other guy. I might've picked somebody else instead of him here, but uh, he's my wide receiver one on this Broncos team entering this season. And I'm glad to see him get a little bit of a little bit of a shout out here because I'm excited to see what he can do.
1: Yeah. his rookie year. He was going against Chris Harris, Jr. Pulling down one handed catches in the end zone. I mean, this guy is no joke. He's had to battle through some injuries. I hope for the love of God, he, he, takes that knee brace off and doesn't ever play with that again. He looked like he had Garrett Bowles knee brace out there. And I think it limited his mobility a lot last year and it bothered me, Uh, but I was okay with it. It was a lame duck season. I just stay healthy. Let's grind through it. They are going to handle KJ Hamler with those same sort of safety gloves. Do not be surprised if you see KJ on the pup or something very early uh, it's not that he's not responding well, but you've got to protect those investments. Those second-round picks, Cortland Sutton, K.J. Hamler, those are second-round picks. Got those deals restructured a little bit. Uh, I absolutely love it. Cortland Sutton, he's a blue-collar guy as well. I don't think he's as blue collar as Tim Patrick because of the undrafted nature, but that's not his fault, right? Corlin Sutton is just as willing to block as Tim Patrick. And if you go back, you watch some film, they get they each have some pancakes. And I wonder if there's a yeah. pancake competition going with those wideouts, because the old linemen love it in the meeting room when they're seeing number 14 and number 81 blocking downfield, or you get a crack block on a linebacker. Those guys are looking for that, man. They've got to go yeah. over the field, the middle, and take those shots, those punishments. Those hits from those nasty safeties and linebackers. So, any chance they can get a chance to knock someone on their ass? I'm all in. And Cortland Sutton is definitely that guy. Sign me up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And talking about wide receivers blocking, probably not going to see much of that from this <laughs> alignment. Uh, imagine KJ Hamler and Montrell washing on the field together, taking the top off the defense from Bronco Gang. Definitely possible in some situations. I think you're probably not going to see. No. KJ Hamler and Washington on the field at the same time. I think you will see both of them sprinkled in, Uh, but uh, definitely going to be a lot of fun and something I will do probably in Madden.
1: Don't be, yeah, don't be surprised if there's a package for one of those guys and uh, it's just, it's the way it should be. It's why he was drafted. Um, The Washington pick was a reach, I think for a lot of us. Um, I'm curious to see how that unfolds. It was actually uh, Zach Azani who, who wanted this guy. So I trust Akazani. I'm curious what he loves about this return man that he's scouting as a wide receiver. I think that's kind of interesting, um, but I think they'll have some packages for KJ Hamler. He needs to get better as well. I think he's kind of at the good fortune of timing right now. And the Broncos having an extremely deep wide receiver room and the tight ends. Don't forget the tight ends folks. The Broncos have some tight end competition. Uh, obviously Greg Dolchich from UCLA Albert Okuwebunam, Andrew Beck, uh Tomlinson, and Saubert. I think I got the four or five. So it's a deep tight end room as well. I was happy to see they got Saubert back. I think he's a serviceable tight end. They're going to need him yeah. on special teams.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Also, we got, uh Phil coming back in with the support here. Thank you so much, Phil. Hope you're doing well. Thanks, um, some final thoughts here before we get on out. So we talked about it earlier, uh, Baron Browning sounds like he's moving to edge full time. Uh, it's yeah. something that he wanted to do as well. And the coaches obliged him. I think it's going to be interesting. I don't know if you remember Luke, the uh, I guess we'll call it debates discussions uh, between Eric and I going back where where's Baron Browning's best spot. Oh, I think he should be off ball. I think he could play edge. Eric and I kind of had a little, little back and forth there. Um, where'd dating.
1: you, where'd you land on it?
0: I said either, but I thought he had the traits where he could line up at edge, given the length and athleticism he possesses and how good he looked there at the senior bowl. Um, And it sounds like that's going to be what's happening uh, with Browning this year, moving to edge. I'm curious, obviously excited about Browning there. You can't have enough pass rushers. Are there any, are there anything that we should be reading between the lines uh, when it comes to Browning outside of just his ability uh, for moving him to edge?
1: Yes, that they're worried about pass rushers. I think that's that's the thing you got to worry. It screams for me. I, I mentioned the injuries earlier. Jonathan Cooper, Baron Browning's teammate, Ohio State injured finger. Randy Gregory, those that elbow. Bradley Chubb, he's back, but for how long is he going to last? Um, Malik Reed, he's only going to take you so far. So yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of pressure at the edge position. You've got to get to the quarterback to win in this division, and. um I'm okay, I guess, with it happening. I think it's funny. They they asked him, and they told you where you're going. You're on a rookie contract, and you're going to play the edge. And Baron Browning said okay because he's not a selfish player. He did this at Ohio State. I would like to see him play inside still. Um, I'm a little disappointed. I don't think you've got the Justin Hollins comparison because the player profiles do not fit at all. But I got to see both those guys, Baron Browning, Jonathan Cooper. Um, man he can get after it on the edge. I'm not upset by any means, but I just think that they need to bring in some more edge rushers, uh, probably right around camp.
0: Yeah. And, uh, Michael coming in with a support to close us on out here, $20, Michael, Ron, Thank you so much, Michael. We appreciate you and uh, hope you had a good Memorial day weekend. Um, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow morning as well. I'm sure on uh Broncos for breakfast um, last bit. So you took, I've, that was one of my main takeaways here. Concerns about the edge position. You have Bradley Chubb who has been injured two of his four years in the NFL so far, uh, multiple ACL injuries. He had that one, his senior year of high school as well. So uh, that's something to count for. Randy Gregory's not been very consistent on the field Jonathan Cooper injury, et cetera, et cetera. But the that's, I think that's the, somewhat pessimistic view on moving Browning, but the positive view I think is Jonas Griffith. Um, there's, he's been starting at linebacker in a lot of OTA so far from what I've heard. And uh, I don't know if you fr- follow uh, Brian Baldinger who does a lot of, uh, I do.
1: I saw his tweet today, man. They gave me goosebumps. I was like, that's Nick right there. That's Nick's guy.
0: Yeah. Jonas Griffith. Um, sounds like he is the other starting linebacker next to Joe, uh, Josie jewel right now. Mm-hmm. in those, uh, two linebacker sets. And, uh, Keep an eye on him. I know there's been a lot of buzz about him last year. He played well last year in limited spots. And uh, former player, I think Baldinger said that he was a homeschool player until his last year of high school, and uh, that's the reason that he ended up going to Indiana State, uh, the Sycamores. That's the home homeschool of a uh, Larry Bird. And uh, undrafted free agent's been really coming into his own. So keep an eye out for Jonas Griffith, one of the one of the guys to watch in uh, preseason action when it starts to unfold. Yeah, it's like Biggie Small said, real
1: bad boys move in silence. Maybe he's been moving in silence this offseason, and that's why George Payton didn't feel the need to draft a linebacker with a premium pick. Um, It kind of feels like it's coming out of nowhere, if I'm going to be completely honest, but I I love it. I'm optimistically surprised. Uh, They're not just doing this for no reason. Um, Man, to me, it's like, okay, they're going to give this young guy a little bit of a shot, see what happens, and then I think there's going to be competition in training camp, but... Uh, anytime you can promote from within you're in a good situation. And again, Michael, we really, really appreciate you. Thank you so much for all of your support. Uh, I wanted to get to Jeremy real quick. Cause he's been weighing in. You can always move Browning back if he doesn't work at work at the edge position, sink or swim. Now you did see it last year with Micah Parsons, where he was thrust into an edge position role, um, you can do that, but it's not as easy as people think. Baron Browning was wearing the green dot last year. Uh, I think he did a phenomenal job at linebacker, but he kind of alluded to that. I I feel like today at the presser, when they asked him, is this kind of a permanent switch, a short-term switch? He's like, I don't know. It could be for this year. Might look at things again next year. He's an unselfish guy. He's versatile. That's why he's here. It's a good thing.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, Guys, that's going to have to do it. We're at the 7 o'clock mark, and uh, I got to get on the dinner roll. So uh, we appreciate everyone coming in today for the support. On what's Wednesday for dinner? Night. You
1: can't just say that and then be like, not tell us what's for dinner.
0: I am making some uh, mushroom po'boys. Mushroom
1: po'boys. Okay, yeah. that sounds good. What else do you put in there with the mushrooms?
0: uh there's onions mushroom onions uh cheese and a aioli sauce that comes with it too so it's a hello fresh i don't know it's not too fancy throw some steak uh, and
1: i'm in throw some steak steak. on there and i'm in that sounds delicious my wife's been making chili mac just a home Mm -hmm. comfort rainy food day um no broncos country thank you so much nick i kind of spoke for you last saturday when you took a little bit of time off just thanking broncos country and not only um, all of our friends, but our family, and that includes our, our wives, our parents, our yeah. siblings, our kids, everybody uh, that's allowed us to do what we love to do and pursue this. And I know you're on several shows. This is my main show, um, but I'm super proud of, of the work that we're doing together. And that includes Scott, of course, but Broncos country. Thank you so much for allowing us to uh, to learn and to grow with you. And we're going to kick ass this season on 2022, we Wednesday nights, MHI, it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We appreciate everybody coming in. Uh, Make sure you're following Luke and I on Twitter. Luke is at Luke Patterson LP. And I'm at Nick Kendall, MHH. Also make sure you're following Scott, helping us behind the scenes here at scout Kennedy. Uh, We'll be live tomorrow morning on uh, Broncos for breakfast. Also follow us at MHI underscore pod and at mile high huddle. If you haven't done so yet, make sure you go over to huddleuppod.com. Check out the gear there. Obviously we got these schnazzy looking hats here for mile high insiders, a bunch of different gear there to support the shows and support the channel where we support the Broncos. So uh, make sure you're doing that. And uh, also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle and facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod. And finally, if you haven't done so yet, please subscribe, like and share on YouTube, share the channel, share the show on your Facebook, on your Twitch, wherever it's at and say, uh, You know, these guys, they don't know anything, but we have a good time hanging out. So that's what it's all about, right? (laughs) So uh, make sure you're doing that. We appreciate you guys so much. Um, Luke, man. I don't know. I don't want to say that we made it, but uh, it's Wednesday night. We going it.
1: forward, we, we made it, dude. We made it. Two It's two years of Saturdays, man, and it's hard. I, I tell everybody, you get the question, I get the question. Come say hello at training camp. I'll be out there, by the way, um, with some friends. But the question, how do you do what you do? Just start something and go with it. It's going to be rough for the first little bit, but you'll get through, and you guys carried us through. That's why we're here. Um, but, no, man, it, it's super, super humbling. I'm pumped to be here with you, man. We've had an absolute blast. I can't wait to see what we do. Uh, and Wednesday nights, man. It's just so exciting. Those huddle up boys will be back at it tomorrow. You'll catch Nick and Scott in the morning, obviously. But before we go, I want to do one last promo. We got a very, very special guest joining us on Friday morning, Thomas Hall on uh Legends of Mile High podcast. <clears throat> Ring of Famer Carl Mecklenburg is gonna be on the Mile High Huddle Airwaves Friday morning go on over to at mile high huddle on Twitter and find that out. And you guys will be able to fire your questions away for Carl Mecklenburg and where else, man is, is Carl Mecklenburg going to come to MHH with Thomas hall on Friday morning, man. Can't, can't wait.
0: Yeah, that'll be awesome. Um, make sure you guys are checking that out. Uh, we're going to see you guys later. Uh, thank you for joining us this Wednesday night and we're going to be Wednesday nights going forward, which will be a lot of fun. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Make sure that you, Have a good one. Tune in tomorrow, and uh, we'll be back again next week. Uh, Choose kindness. Choose compassion. Go
2: Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the
1: conversation going. college can be expensive but saving now can help your students save later give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a thousand dollar savings plan deposit for sixth through 12th graders sign up
0: today at iowastudentloan.org register
1: not
2: long ago everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl not anymore the biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names clothes identities and bodies